So why did he need a uh, black director? Could a white director not have... It's not color, it's culture. S explain the difference, because I think we're, we're Steven in Steven Spielberg right did Schindler's List. Mm -hmm. Martin Scorsese did Goodfellas, right? Steven Spielberg could direct Goodfellas. Martin Scorsese probably could have done a good job with Schindler's List, but they're cultural differences. I know, you know, we all know what it is when a hot comb hits your hair on a Sunday morning, what it smells like. Huh? That's a cultural difference, not just a color difference. Right. So it's the culture. What's going on, good people? Rich here. It's your girl, Ray P, and welcome back to another episode of the Culture Garden Podcast. It's February 14th, to be exact, while we're recording. So happy Valentine's Day, Kyron. <laughs> happy Valentine's <laughs> Day to all of our amazing listeners out there. I hope that you feel loved and appreciated by the people in your circle and in your life. What's going on, Rich? I ain't not too much. That's a hell of a way to start the episode. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day to you, Rachel. Thank you. Um, as we record this episode, happy love day to whoever celebrates. Um, shout out to all of y'all, man. And, you know, I guess it says everything you need to know that Rachel and myself are recording on actual Valentine's Day. But you know what? Um, Valentine's Day is more than just romance. It's just a For way sure. to show love. For um, sure. Rachel and myself did that earlier in the day, just making sure we let each other know how much we appreciate each other, as always. Um I couldn't imagine spending a day like Love Day um, doing something that I love to do, such as yeah. discussing films with somebody I love so dearly as ah. you. Um, you know, Rachel's one of those we talked about all the time about how long we've known each other, how good of friends we are. But um, Rachel's just a special friend. She's just one of those friends. Um, you just have to show up and be yourself. And that's, that's, the, that's the true sign of friendship. Like, you don't have to do anything else. Just show up and be yourself. Um, and I just appreciate you dearly. Shout out to you. Um, obviously, life wouldn't be the same without you. And sure. happy, happy Valentine's Day to you, Rachel. All that, all that, all that, all that. You know what I'm saying? Straight <laughs> up, straight up, man. Run that, run that. Um, shout out to our dog, School. Shout out to School. Shout out to School, man. He dropped an episode of School's Guilty Pleasures today, yes, which is Wednesday. So when you're listening to this, Wednesday, he had an episode that released. It's on the Culture Garden feed. He did a top 10 movie and film acting debut list. Um, so he did a solo episode. So check that out. Um, speaking of all our umbrella feeds, we have We Got Y'all. Yeah, we do. You know, tap the microphone on that, made sure it was still on. Rachel and myself had a freestyle conversation about season three of Raising Canaan. Mm -hmm. That's available now. Um, so please go check that out. And don't forget that both of those shows, Schools, Guilty Pleasures, and We Got Y'all, both have their own Instagram pages now. The information is in this episode's description, so make sure you give them a follow if you don't already. You'll catch everything that's related, and of course, we have the Culture Garden page, which we'll be sharing all of those things as well. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell a friend to tell a friend. Our link tree is in the description, as I said. Uh, before we get into today's episode, there will be spoilers and explicit content, and today's film is Sylvie's Love. Um, the synopsis. When a young woman meets an aspiring saxophonist, saxonophist, as uh, Mr. J said, in her father's record shop in 1950s Harlem, their love ignites a sweeping romance that transcends changing times, geography, and professional success. As far as the stats go, Rachel, this film actually premiered at Sundance January 27th, 2020, 
mm-hmm. and it released December 23rd, 2020 on Prime Video, directed and written by Eugene Ash. No budget information found, and that's pretty common for films that go straight to streaming or don't get a theatrical release. Um, and as I mentioned, this is streaming on Prime Video. Um, as far as awards go, 27 nominations and six wins. Nominated for Black Film Critics Award, some Black Real Awards for film and television. Um, it actually won for Outstanding Writing in a TV Movie, because it is considered a television movie. Nominated for some NAACP awards, and it won for Outstanding Directing in a Television Movie. And then nominated for a Primetime Emmy for Outstanding Television Movie. As far as the cast goes, we have Tessa Thompson as Sylvie Parker. Nabi Asamoah as Robert Holloway. Asia Naomi King as Mona. Eva Longoria as Carmen. Tone Bell as Dickie Brewster. Elena Miller as Lacey Parker. Raquel Horsford as Connie. Erica Gimple as Eunice Johnson. Ryan Michelle Bath as Kate Spencer. Is it Reggie? Reggae? Reggae Jean Page? It's sure. Reggae Jean Page has Chicago Sweetie. <laughs> yeah, Bridgerton, <laughs> Chicago Sweetie. That's him. Um, Lance Reddick, the late, great Lance Reddick is Mr. J. Yeah. Wendy McClendon Covey as Lucy Wolper. And then we have an appearance from MC Light as Mickey. This is my week to pick. We're continuing Romance Month. And my bad, before we even get into Romance Month um, for our second week, we didn't say the most important thing last week when we started, which is Happy Black History Happy Month Black as well. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> yeah, bugging. Um, I'm, I'm one of those that believes, you know, every month is Black History Month. Yeah. You know, we make history every single day. However, when it's time to show out, it's show out. You know, some people celebrate their birthday all month. However, there's nothing like the actual day itself. Yeah. Um, so since we have a month, we're going to do it up. Happy mm-hmm. Black History Month to all y'all out there. Don't forget all of the contributions that we have made, you have made, your ancestors have made, or um, if you're not of the kinfolk, um, the others have made. So, you know, but shout out to everybody out there. Please celebrate accordingly. Um, this was my week to pick. Why did I pick Sylvie's Love? Last week, I really enjoyed discussing a film I had never seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just refreshing to kind of take that look into it and not overanalyze or dissect and kind of give a fresh set of eyes to something that you've probably been familiar with or seen for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was looking through movies, trying to find the right, just what I was in the mood for. Um, I almost landed on a couple others, but Sylvie's Love seemed right. I had never seen it. Um, and I wanted to do something in that same vein. And honestly, I loved it. Um, I would have thought you picked it, Rachel, because this has everything that you love in it. It's, it's, a, period, <laughs> it's a period piece, uh, live music, period. Daddy, daddy's girl, yeah. uh, come see about me moments. Like it's just got everything that you love. So um, it was right up your alley as well. Um, but I have to ask you, like I said, this is my first time. I want to ask you directly, classic or nah? Fuck. I kind of, is it a classic? Maybe not, but do I love it so much? Absolutely. Is it culturally relevant? Uh, Maybe not in the way that it should be. So let me ask you this, because this maybe, this this extends the conversation a little bit further. And this is the real question, I guess. Mm -hmm. How long do we have to sit with something for it to be in the classic conversation? It's four years, I guess, technically a little bit over three years. Is that even eligible to have a class of conversations? Because there's a lot of things that you can watch 
one day and then five, six, seven years later, you just don't feel the same about it. The yeah. hype has died down, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And then there's there's a there's those things that are just timeless. Cause I'm one of those people that hate I hate when music drops and mm -hmm. 24 hours all classic, this that like bro, you ain't even set with it yet. Like stop it. Sure. Stop calling shit a classic. I think it just depends to your point, something like Black Panther, classic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, instant classic. Instant classic. Um, and everything doesn't have that same success or staying power. I love this movie, mm -hmm. but I don't know yet if it's a classic. Not just because of the short time it's been out. Yes, it won six awards. But to your point, this was your first time seeing the movie. I think that it's not garnered the social or communal acclaim that it deserves to be considered a classic. Yeah. Um, Maybe personal, but culturally, I don't know. Definitely one of those slow... Slow burns. It's going to be one... Yeah, slow burns, but not in the sense of watching it, just in the sense of once people start watching it, mm -hmm. you realize, oh, shit, this is a good movie. Mm -hmm. It's a really mm -hmm. good movie. I was tripping. Um, that might be one of those straight to streaming issues. You don't see the commercials for it. You don't see the theatrical trailer for it. Mm -hmm. You just kind of see it. If you're on Prime, they'll show the pop-ups. But if you're not paying attention, you're just looking for what you're looking for, you might miss it. And I knew, like I said, I saw it. I knew Tessa Thompson was in it. I'm a fan of her. Um, I knew Namdi, obviously, from being a football fan and his football career, which was for him to actually have been an actual, and all due respect to anybody who's ever made it to the NFL, because it's it's going to sound like shade what I'm about to say, but he was a real football player. Like Terry Crews was in the NFL, but he wasn't, he had a cup of coffee. Like Bill yeah. Goldberg, the wrestler, had a cup of coffee. Brock Lesnar, mm -hmm. these people that get into it, The Rock, when he played yeah. in Miami, they play. they were on the team, but they didn't play. Now the awesome one, Excuse me, Nabi Asamoah was the first team all pro. Like he's yeah. all decade team in the 2000s. Like he actually was good. He's not a Hall of Famer, but he's step a step below it. Mm -hmm. So for him to transition from that to acting, I didn't see his first film. I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but I know it was critically acclaimed as far as mm -hmm. his acting. I believe it was with Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield. Um, but I think he did a really good job. And what can you say about Tessa Thompson? She's yeah. Tessa Thompson. Um, she always brings it. So um as far as the origin and I, I i'm with you it's it's gonna be a classic i just don't know when that conversation is gonna start mm -hmm. everything's gonna have this timing so as far as the origin of the film um tessa thompson's an executive producer um she kind of took this under her wing and really wanted it to be made she said something along the lines of you know bringing up the notebook which is a classic romance film and it's also one of those that she said it personally. I love this film. I love a period piece. I want to make one. I want to make a romance. But there's a slim chance that I'll ever get that opportunity in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Just being a black woman, knowing these stories aren't. Um, they're not being rushed to be. They're not rushed to be told by studios. And she just never saw the opportunity to do it. So when she did get a hold of this script, um, like I said, directed and written by Eugene Ash. Yeah. She wanted to make sure that she was a part of it. And I forget whoever it was that she was talking to. She said, do not make this movie without me. Um, but originally, it was set to start filming in 2014. Hmm. Do you know who the lead actor was? 
it's a guy who always turns down roles in big movies, it feels like we discuss. I have no idea. Jamie? Lorenz Tate. Loren of course. Of Lorenz course. Tate was signed on to be uh, Robert. Robert? I yep. can see it. Eugene was uh, set to direct. Um, Enough time from Love Jones to mm -hmm. where it's nobody's really putting that to making that yeah, I connection, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wouldn't either. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting, but it worked out with Nobby. Um, first experiences. Obviously, my first experience was on Prime. However, I watched this movie the first weekend it came out, probably the day it was released. Again, mm -hmm. to your point, it has all of my favorite things. And while there wasn't major television promo for it there was promo on the bird app <laughs> and so i guess it just depends on who you follow but yeah so i watched it premiere weekend on prime loved it then revisit it fairly often uh i actually before you picked i just probably watched this like in january or over that christmas break time so i love this movie um, yeah, and, you know, I just thought of this too. 2020 was just, uh, um, just a heartbreaking year all around, yeah. a very difficult year for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, that might be another reason why it didn't even cross my radar. Like I said, I knew about it, I heard about it, but I just wasn't, um, mm -hmm. I wasn't invested in it. Yeah. And then I watched it for this watch and fell in love with it right away just because of the message and the story. I always like any time a film takes life and holds the mirror up to you mm -hmm. and kind of asks these very complex yet direct questions where if you're giving advice to someone, your answer is one thing, but if you have to take that advice or if you're living it yourself, it's a right. completely different thing. <laughs> For sure. And there are just certain things in this film that uh, I'm going to ask you one very directly here shortly. But certain concepts and principles and um, pillars of society that you just have mm -hmm. to take a look at and figure mm -hmm. out what's what and who you are. And I love the title of the film. You know, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's called Sylvie's Love because yeah. it's not just a romance story uh, between her and Robert. It's a romance story with herself, like finding mm -hmm. her own love. Like you have to find mm -hmm. that love within yourself to even know how to love properly. For sure. You know, otherwise it just becomes like a codependency and all types of stuff. It's just, you know, you have to be responsible for your own happiness. Obviously, that's not an original idea, but it's very true. And, you know, what's and I'm just going to ask you directly, Rachel, because I'm, I'm this is an interesting conversation that you see throughout this film. OK, so what's more important? All right. Honoring your marriage or being in love? <laughs> that's a loaded question right i'm not because, married <laughs> yeah 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 we're, we're not married i guess that's a great disclaimer neither one of us are married um and i only ask that question because here we are as an audience you're rooting for sylvie to be happy and to get everything that life you know she desires out mm -hmm. of life and mm -hmm. live her dreams out and find that true love because we all feel we deserve that true love However, we all know that Sylvie's engaged. We all know that she's set to be married. We know that she is married during mm -hmm. certain points of this film. 
yet it seems to be okay, cool. But she knows, as you like to say, Rachel, that ain't her nigga like that. Period. <laughs> so if it your was. nigga like that is out here, you have that conflicting question. Like, damn, we are rooting for Sylvie, but if, if we're rooting for Sylvie, that means we have to root for the end of her marriage with someone else. And that's a very conflicting question because you want to put your all into it. However, I only got one of these lives and I'm trying to really make sure that I'm living it up. Shout out to all the Lacey's out here losing their women, chasing their heart. <laughs> so, okay. And also shout out to Alano Miller. I don't know if we mentioned his name earlier. But yeah, we definitely, definitely, okay. definitely. Um, so, ideally, me, RP, I really want to be in love with my husband. I really mm -hmm. want him to be, should marriage be in the cards, I want him to be that love that I've chased, that lightning in a bottle, once in a lifetime type situation. Now, mm -hmm. without being too anecdotal, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I don't have any children either, so not a parallel situation. But I found myself at a time, like Sylvie, choosing the safe bet, choosing the safe choice. And I had to really consider, even though I liked that, it was like vanilla ice cream. It's good. It's sweet. It satisfies the craving, but it ain't no Jamocha almond fudge. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> I want this Jamocha almond fudge and just a plain vanilla just doesn't do that, despite it probably being significantly better for you. Uh <laughs> Damn. I, ooh, I want the Jamocha almond fudge to be that. Or better than that, a cookies and cream. Let's have mm -hmm. a little bit of both. Ideally, that's my favorite ice cream anyways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, I would want my partner to be that. You satisfy this and that, not just the one thing. So when we talk about her honoring her marriage, personally, I don't want to get married out of one convenience to obligation and shout out to Lacey because you know spoiler before we get there he married Sylvie knowing she was pregnant by somebody else even though she was engaged to him while carrying another nigga's baby he still married her because he loved her like that mm -hmm. however I think that's an, it's very important for us both to love each other like that so that we both are making decisions that are best for our households, best for our lives. And because when we do compliment each other in such a capacity, I'm not doing no outlandish ass shit that you are just totally not on board with. You know what I'm saying? Like we've already yeah. come because you understand who I am, what I want what my desires are. And I understand the same thing about you. So versus me doing what I got to do for me, I got to put me first <laughs> versus <laughs> instead of that, like 
we're both making decisions that allow both of us to get the things that we want. Did that answer the question in a roundabout yeah, way? Yeah, not absolutely. You were spitting. You were spitting. That uh, you know, it kind of reminds me, and I'm I'm with you 100. percent And like like we said already, have no idea, um, or not no idea. I've never experienced the work mm -hmm. that it takes to make a marriage work. Yeah, for I sure. know that it's a ton of work, and I know it's yeah. something that you have to choose every day. Um, however, this question is just an interesting concept because. It's a real thing because mm -hmm. there are people who I don't even think settle is a fair word. I just think that they might not fully be aware of who they are. Exactly. And what they really want. Um, and yeah, vanilla ice cream's cool because I've been eating vanilla ice cream my whole life. I didn't mm -hmm. even know that cookies and cream existed. Mm -hmm. And now that I know, I'm fucking with this cookies and cream. That's and that's just kind of like it. a parallel. You know what I'm saying? That's just a parallel of life. Um, and it's just, I've always said the same thing like you. I'd rather be dolo than feeling like I'm doing this just to do it because yeah. love is too, it's too serious. I, I, mm -hmm. I care about it too much to go through the motions. Like I can't fake it. Yeah. Just like a lot of things. I just can't fake it. I can't fake that that energy. Um, and I wouldn't want to be forced, nor do, I wouldn't want to put somebody in a situation where sure. I'm not fully into it. Like, sure. I would never want, I would never want um, the woman version of a Lacey. Like mm. just knowing like, oh man, like I will, you know, love your dirty draws, but mm. you will never have that same love for me that I have for you. Mm -hmm. It's got to be some kind of balance. And some days you are going to have days where you just don't fuck with the person you fuck with. Um, but that's just part of life. That's just the peaks and valleys. You know, that's just what it is. It um, if we make a we got y'all reference reminds me a lot of um, Run the World mm. when we had Preston. Um, all over Renee, Brisa Webb's character. Wow, yeah, Renee. <laughs> Where you have somebody who's doing the things that you when when you when little girls. I'm not gonna say just the 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 image and the the. The things that are put in the little girl's head as far mm -hmm. as what they're looking for in a marriage or a husband, somebody who can provide for you, protect you, things like that. Yes, I can provide. I have this good job. I have all this money. I have resources. I have everything. But you're not my nigga like that. And I just can't fake that part. All the toys and stuff is cool. But just like Renee, the private jets to go to my favorite restaurant in Miami yeah. on, a, on a Tuesday. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fly. But after a while, after that a becomes while. the norm. It just yeah. doesn't have the same effect. Yeah. And you have to be who you are to me in order for mm -hmm. any of this shit to matter. That and that's kind of what we see in Sylvie's love. Like, all of this is cool, but you ain't really, I'm not happy, happy. I'm this not happy, is, happy. You know, I'm not going to step on best scenes, but there's a moment and there's a ton of bars to watch this film. Um, and I just love the way, especially for this time period, where Sylvie just stood up for itself mm -hmm. and said, forget the norm. This is what I'm going to be doing. And I'm going to be unapologetic about it. Um, it just reminds me of Love Jones. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in that entire movie is the pool hall scene. Mm -hmm. um, after Darius and Nina first hook up and, you know, uh, Darius and Savannah in the pool hall and he asked them, um, you know, are you think you're supposed you, are you do you think you're with the woman you're supposed to be with? And he says, so you asked me if I married my soulmate. It depends on which day you ask. And what he said next was the most important to me because it's something that I've been told personally by a friend. 
Um, and I'll get into a little bit more detail, not too much, but just a little bit more detail. And then we'll go into categories. But uh, Saman said, it doesn't really matter anymore, man. You're with who you're with. You just mm-hmm. got to try to make it work. People with profound insights on life know not to get married. And those who do more than know that marriage is what you make it. That part. And I asked one of my friends once, um, not to give out too much detail, about his situation. Mm-hmm. That's one of my friends about a situation once. And I asked a, a question of, um, is this person your soulmate or does this is this who you chose to be soulmates with? And he 100% said, this is who I chose to be soulmates with. Like mm-hmm. I'm making the, like, it's, it's a soulmate situation. But it's not that movie. It's not that, to quote the Sopranos, it won't be cinematic. It's not that movie romance love type of thing. It's one of those situations where I think this is it, but it's not like a love at first sight situation. And the whole thing of it was, hey, man, you have to choose to make you whatever situation you're in work. And I'm sorry, Rachel, part of that terrifies me, but I also understand it. And there's plenty of times where I think to myself, like, damn, is it that time yet where I got to talk myself into it? Or I I don't know if that's the right time, but you know. I understand all of that, but I, that's tricky for me because I don't think you can make somebody your soulmate. I think you can choose to share your life with them and yeah. choose to be with them, but they won't be your soulmate no matter how hard you try now. I do think that maybe you have more than one and we get into twin flames and all of that, whatever, but your soulmate is your soulmate now why are you supposed to be with that motherfucker because they a mirror i don't know but (laughs) (laughs) but the person that you choose i don't know i don't i don't want you to feel like you had to this was obligatory i want you to choose me because that's your heart's desire not because it's good financially or socially because it's time, you know, we ain't no spring chickens, but I want you to feel like you're going to die if I'm not in your life. Nah, straight up. Like, you can't. 90s R&B, like, nah, fuck that. 70s R&B, sweating, singing, sure. begging, nigga. Sure. David, David Ruffin, I'm, David I miss you part one type of singing. That nigga missed that woman. Yeah. You feel me? So, you know, Lenny know. Williams. Very interesting. Very interesting. I it, it, think about that conversation. This is who I'm choosing to make my soulmate. It is. It is interesting. All of it's interesting. Like I said, even the marriage, uh, true love situation. It's just, yeah. um, because what happens if you do think, or you had that love and it's gone, or you just, you know, you go ahead and move on with your life, and then you realize, like, oh shit, that love's right there, and it's so strong that I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to. Do I uproot my entire life and this foundation that I built with this whole other person for yeah. this one thing? Yeah. If it's worth it. If you think it's worth it. If you don't, know. But you can always move I back. If, I guess if you question it, that's that's your answer right there. That part. That part. Because we saw Sylvie wasn't questioning shit about moving. She, she said, knew. Detroit, Sylvie had a job it. before that nigga got back. Okay. <laughs> I thought about it. Let's go. Let's go. So let's speaking go. of, let's go ahead and get into best scenes and moments For of sure. the film. For sure. um, I'll I'll go ahead and kick it off since this was my movie. I'm just gonna go start with the intro. 
I feel like every week, every good film that we discuss, we always have the intro scene mm -hmm. because good films know how to set the table um, yeah. and paint the pictures of what we're getting into. Uh, we get to see their passions. We, we see very clearly that Robert cares about the saxophone. Uh, we see that Sylvie cares about television, the way she's watching it in her father's shop. Um, and then he Sylvie? goes to the records. You said what? Am I Sylvie? Yeah, you might be. You might be Sylvie. <laughs> And because jazz music or live music in general and television, come on now, like come that's on. your life, Rachel. That's your life. And you know your nigga. No, I'm just playing. Hey yo, hey yo, I kid. I kid. Hold on, man. Hold on. Let me finish the scene. Shit. <laughs> oh man. Um. Robert goes to that record store, man, and he sees he sees a reason to get close to that woman. Period. And, you know, he sees that sign in the window. Once he peeks in, I'm finding a way to get close to this woman. Yeah, Yo, high rent, nigga. I don't. If I don't care if I got to fucking walk to Harlem every day, I'm coming to get this job because I'm about to see about you. Yeah, um, takes off those glasses, everything, and then they she catches her first glance, and you just saw that connection, that moment between them. You didn't know what it was, but you knew it was something. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll you'll worry about definitions later. So I love the intro scene. Uh, what you got? What's your next scene? I have all of that. Um, so I'll jump us just a skosh to the jazz club where uh, Robert, Bobby invites Sylvie and we meet Mona, uh, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> and just again, live music is one of my favorite things in the world. So there's that. And then just the walk home because we've seen up to this point their relationship building, you know, the pensive moments. And I just love it. I love a good fall in love montage and so it just really wrapped that up for me because if we get that kiss this mm -hmm. is it it's all i need this is something different and you will know a kiss is something very easy but a lot of people mess up <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure so we see their connection once they share that moment the passion uh i didn't talk about sylvie being jealous of uh i think connie was her name connie yeah um just immediately, you are somebody whole fiance, but the moment you see this man talk to a woman like that, I don't want to say predatory, but that protective territorial nature just kicks in in a way that we really didn't see her feel like that towards anybody Lacey was talking to. You know, she uh -uh. didn't care about shit he had going on. But nah. here is Bobby, here is Robert in all his glory, you know. So mm -hmm. I just love that it showed up to this. We see the smoothness, the suave, debonair swag that he has. And he's just like a confident ass man. And all of that matters. So that's my next scene. Shout out to that. Shout out to them. Uh, yeah, man. You got you to gotta be like cool is associated with playing a saxophone. Yeah, for sure. Like, you just got to. There's just a certain. Like you either got it or you don't. You know mm -hmm. It's like playing quarterback. Like you either got it or you don't. Um, yeah. I'm gonna back this up just a tad, um, and I'm gonna go to them being stuck in the basement at Jazz okay. Records. Mm -hmm. um, the French light conversation. 
you know, it means you're supposed to be falling in love or you're going to fall in love soon. Mm -hmm. And just us, that was the first sign of us seeing that they speak the same language and we really the same person for real. Like mm -hmm. this is something more than just that glance through the window Like you are who I thought you were. Mm -hmm. Um, when you talk about, and you've said this before, Rachel, on numerous episodes, how much you speak through music. Mm -hmm. And when you find somebody who you you can share music with and speak For that sure. same language. Sure. And also learn everything we need to learn about Lacey. One thing I think this movie did that was brilliant was it gave us our opinion about Lacey without ever meeting her. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We didn't meet mm -hmm. Mace, Lacey until what 45 minutes an hour into the film. Yeah, we knew how we knew how to feel about him for sure. just from the conversation they had and him liking little Richard and nothing wrong with little Richard. But compared to what they were into and what they connect over, mm -hmm. it was just that moment of they like he's so different. Like, that's not my nigga like that, once again. Yeah. Um yeah. and him just being, I love one thing I loved about Robert throughout this entire film was. He knew how to handle each situation correctly. Mm -hmm. and he didn't he didn't hold any punches with shit that he was curious about. Yeah. Like asking her directly about what about your fiance? Like not not one not dancing around the question, like, yo, what's mm -hmm. up? Like, cause I'm yeah, you know I'm into you and I'm showing you I'm into you, but I also know that you got this other thing going on. Right. So I'm gonna kind of play this line and see how you want to handle it. Because mm -hmm. I'm gonna ask about the nigga. Yeah. And I want to see what your answers are, because that says a lot too. For sure. How you respond about this. Um, and even the little smooth way he kind of held her face and kind of leaned in just to get that pin out of her hair, mm -hmm. to unlock that door, just kind of raising those uh, emotions. Come on. Yeah, just real smooth, man. Yeah. like And like you said, inviting her, her and her cousin, because there's mm -hmm. nothing, I think we touched on it last week, there's nothing more intimate than being invited into my space, my world. This is what I do. That yes, part. I play jazz. Not only do I play the saxophone, I'm in a band and we're playing. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you and your cousin to come see me. That part. And your daddy. I fuck with you. Yeah, and your daddy like me, man. Because not only do I fuck with you, I fuck with people you love too. Like that's how deep that I'm part. into it already. That so both part. of y'all come on slide. Like let's let's see what's going on. It was just real. It was just a real dope scene um, to see. And um, I think the moment I forget when it was. I don't know if it was in the club or not. When Sylvie said, "Is that your girlfriend talking about Connie?" About Connie. He said, uh, "Yeah, oh, who Connie? Now nah, we just work together, kind of like how me. we do, except yeah, kind of like we do, except she and she not engaged. <laughs> like just that little, like the little jab. Oh boy, you I know what I mean? Yeah, that's my type of shit talking for so sure. I fuck with it. That's for my sure. type of shit talking. Yeah, like us, but she ain't engaged, you know. So yeah, it is what it is. So how dare you be jealous? I mean, like I, I love a nigga with a mouthpiece. Shout out to you Robert. Know yeah, you know what I'm saying shout out to the dance and like the dance in the street, everything else. But All I had that. to shout that scene out. Um, and that walk home, I think that you were referencing. Mm -hmm. There was a moment in that, and I think when she was talking about he he asked her about television. Like he, I think, or I think he said a comment about like the only thing you know more than music is television, mm -hmm. and we never seen them discuss that explicitly. Yeah, and it was just one of those moments. Like I pay attention to you. Like, I know what you fuck with. Like, you know what I mean? And just saying that without the conversation, it was just all dope, man. Um, asking how you met your fiance and then getting a good night kiss is crazy. That's some nasty work, but you know, it is what it is. Big game. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? <the> <laughs> what's your next, uh, what's your next so scene? Again, um, my next scene is the rooftop beach. So is yours previous prior to that? Um, 
Nancy Wilson. I love Nancy Wilson. Yeah, no. So, no, we can do the rooftop beach. Okay, yeah. Rooftop beach. First off, also, my other favorite thing is the beach. <laughs> Again, all of my favorite things in this movie. Um, shout out to niggas making do and understanding that I don't want to get my hair wet, but I also want to experience this, you know, mm -hmm. and so uh mona she's up she starts off up there as well but just again a romance montage a love situation even though she very clearly still has his fiance but by the time we get to the rooftop beach the conversations of lacy have pretty much subsided like he exists and we know he exists but this is me and you mm -hmm. <laughs> We're focused on each other. We are so entangled in what we have going on. Literally, nothing even matters. Like, we've shut the world out and are creating our own bubble, our own universe here in Harlem, on this rooftop, in our swimsuits, and then go on to have their first sexual encounter. And again, it's a period piece. Um, and so it's not racy, but it's very romantic. And to, dare I say, segue us, Sylvie described it as extraordinary. Mm -hmm. Do you know how hard it is for your first sexual experience with somebody to be extraordinary? It Absolutely. can be good, but y'all don't know each other's bodies like that. So this is just, solely based off of our desire or my desire to be pleasing to you, you know? Mm, I absolutely. love that. I absolutely fucking love that. And shout out to Sylvie for getting that. That's why she couldn't let that nigga go. Are you crazy? Extraordinary. You <laughs> extraordinary. See, uh, extraordinary. You see, Mona was like, I didn't, I didn't it a lot of times. I ain't, it ain't never been extraordinary. Ain't never been extraordinary. Yeah, so you could tell she Definitely. was, she was already smitten before. That was like the ultimate, you know, ribbon in the cap, mm -hmm. however you want to call it. Just that <laughs> I was already fucking with you, but she, like, what me. fiance? Yeah. yeah, what fiance you at that point? Me. And I don't know if we talked about Jackie Wilson's To Be Loved playing in the street. That Love was just it. The score incredible. of this movie is absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, all of that just, and of course that leads to... Her getting caught up by moms. Moms was not playing that shit. At all. Got my nigga fired. Yeah, got him fired. Uh, we have another scene in between there that I'll talk about when we get to come about, come see about me. Mm -hmm. But my next scene overall, and if you, you can go if you have something before this, is a Nancy Wilson concert. And they're being reunited five years later. Okay, well, let me pause you because okay. mine is Sylvie seeing Robert off to Paris. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about it. The scene is set up. Robert and the guys in the band, they're waiting, they're waiting. The taxi, niggas in the car. And he's asked Sylvie to come with him, leave her life behind. He doesn't know she's pregnant. Um, leave her life behind and just come and we'll figure it out. Sylvie arrives late uh, with no suitcases. Mm -hmm. The disappointment, you know, in all of that, it was just, it was really, really heartbreaking. And Obviously, all these romance movies, there's 
or not just romance, but all movies, you know, there is something gut wrenching that happens. And mm-hmm. here is this. And it tells you if you didn't know who Sylvie was, you find out in this moment. If you were unsure mm-hmm. of her commitment to nobility, um, respectability, dare I say, uh, the life that was planned for her, we see it in this moment. I think mm. that the Sylvie at the end of the movie, and we kind of already touched on it, she goes to Paris. Yeah. Sylvie, 18, 19, and pregnant, stays in Harlem. And just that last, uh, see you later, after a while, crocodile, still trying to have that moment when you really can't. Like, bitch, you broke my heart and I ain't fucking with you. So- <laughs> yeah. And I'm too just hurt to be salty. Yeah. Because it, it should, the initial reaction is, what the fuck you even show up for? Yeah. Um, But you're too hurt to even have that kind of, you don't even want that last moment to be on some angry shit, mm-hmm. even though you hurt him. Would um, you rather her not showing up? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Because it's, 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 I know this ain't you. This ain't your call. This ain't your choice. It's something beyond this. It's something deeper than that. I already know you got caught up by moms. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like you're letting outside influences dictate our future. And even though it is your life, like what we got is so strong that I feel a part of that. So I feel yeah. slighted. Yeah. Because you're fucking with my life because you have to live this life for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that shit ain't cool and that shit ain't fair. Yeah. Like I'd rather just go off in peace. Like don't have me going in Paris thinking about what could have been, because I know from you showing up that you really wanted to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's funny that you said that because it, we I, one thing that we, I think is important to to recall and make note of is that this was an arranged marriage, low key. Mm-hmm. Between her and Lacey, uh, Mona yeah. said, "If your mom, if Aunt Eunice didn't catch you messing Eunice. around with Lacey, Eunice, excuse me, mm-hmm. catch you messing around with Lacey, then there wouldn't be a fiance. Like that's it was one of those. Normally they do that the shotgun style wet style wedding yeah. when a woman's pregnant, but you mm-hmm. ain't even pregnant. It's enough. Y'all fooling around is enough to where now we ain't playing that. You need to make right. a honest woman her. So." That makes it even that makes it even worse. Like you don't even like this nigga. I know you don't fuck with him like that. Period. But you're willing, you're willing to throw away what we got. This once in a lifetime, as they say later in the movie, some people don't even get this type of love in the summer. Mm-hmm. Not even for a summer. Not even like, come for on a now. Ooh, yeah. And you, and you made the perfect transition into talking about what type of woman that Sylvie is. Because my next scene, which I mentioned, which is the five years later, yeah. I almost feel like it is a um, it's an intervention almost. It's mm. an intervention of it's not intervention, excuse me, intermission of the film between the romance mm. story. This starts the story of Sylvie finding herself and that's Sylvie's love that we spoke about in the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the actions that happen from here on out play into how this movie ends and how it goes forward and the decisions that she makes. Uh, I did I do realize I forgot one scene. Which was when we met Lacey. Mm. So our first time meeting Lacey at the dinner. Yeah. Um, 
and just knowing he doesn't give a fuck about anything that she's trying to do in her life. Like your job is to be my wife, to take care of this crib. Like that's your real job. All this other stuff that you want to do, that's cute. Yeah. But that's not if, if you can get a job if it doesn't interfere with the work that you have going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just knowing how Robert handles those type of situations compared to Lacey, I just think it was it was very good to see that as an audience and see what type of dude that he was and what she was really dealing with. And like I said, going into that whole, I need to start looking out for myself now. Mm. So yeah, yeah. What's your next scene? Five years later, she's a woman. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even uh, let me finish my Nancy Wilson scene. I didn't even get into my Nancy Wilson scene. So, Rachel, yes, could you even imagine five years and just you look up? I mean, if you want to talk about fate and destiny, talk about a star cross of all cities, of all cities, New York City, New York City ain't just the place you just bump into people. Yeah, like there's too much going on at once. Could you even imagine? Robert Bobby Johnson? Mm -hmm. Holloway. Holloway, Holloway, Holloway. Her last name was Johnson. Yeah. He's not getting in the cab by himself. (laughs) Chop City. (laughs) Chop City. We see them enjoy the concert. And again, shout out to Nancy Wilson. Love, 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 love her down. Um, I can't imagine. I'm not letting you get away from me. And again, I, I'm thinking this is another, dare I say, come see about me because she puts him in the cab. She tries to leave and she just didn't go that far. She just couldn't get away. So she goes and meets him at his hotel, you know, knock on the door. It's me. <laughs> Hey, listen, let's not skip over how that was some game. That was some real player shit because I'm going in the city. Mm -hmm. Can I drop you off anywhere? Just trying to fish for that information. I'm staying at the plaza a couple blocks away. Boom, I got your location. I'm Mm -hmm. pulling up. And she used the line that he used on her early in the movie. Uh You know, Uh where I'm from, you know, at the end of the night, there's a good night kiss. Like, come on, man. I'm folding. You pull up to the hotel on that shit, I'm yeah. cold. Fuck, fuck that room service. I'm not getting in the car without you. I don't care what you're talking about. You know, I'm not letting you. If we come across each other like this and we see the moment, quote unquote, that they see each other and then the moment that they share during this concert, this beautiful music that we both love, this amazing concert, I was supposed to be with my cousin and here you are. That, if you can't tell me this isn't kismet, that this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing, I don't know what the fuck else you're talking about. Like, I just, it was so beautiful for the both of them and necessary. And just the passion that we see them shared in that hotel room. I know Lacey ain't giving it up like that. Very, very much so. That passion was, oh, were you even a little bit surprised that it had been five years and she is actually married? You know, when he left, she was engaged. Now she's married, but her, she had zero hesitation. She stayed. And that's yeah. probably because she's lived enough to know that what I had with this nigga is so rare. If I ever that's see this nigga again. That part. It's up. 
when it's your nigga like that, the nigga that ain't, the decision ain't really that tough. <laughs> um, I love tough. how you mentioned. I love how you mentioned the passion because I, I was trying to mm-hmm. find the word. Uh, yeah. Passion might not even seem right. There was just that was just an electric scene. That's what mm-hmm. you know. If, if, if anybody ever asked what's the what's the definition of making love, I just probably show that scene. Show they that was scene. into it. They were into it. They missed each other. They were longing for that each part. other. They that they part. had been thinking about the day they would reunite. Mm-hmm. Um, for it to be unexpected like that, that's in the stars. Right? It's written. I come across you literally randomly by chance. If Mona would have been here on time, I wouldn't even know you. I would not have seen you. We would have missed each other. Mm-hmm. That when you get a chance, you and the listeners, um, look up how Coleman Domingo met his partner. Hmm. I saw the clip on Twitter and paraphrasing. So I want you to actually go watch it or look for it. He says he saw him like. I don't want to say like at a Best Buy, like he saw him randomly and then put out an ad, maybe kind of looking for him or something to that effect. But homeboy was like, I saw you at such and such place three weeks ago before he could even get out what he did. And they have been together for 19 years, like ever since that first link after the message board of both of them seeing each other. Not saying anything, like missing the moment to engage, but both of them being on this random server for whatever it was and say, hey, I saw you three weeks ago here. And for 20 years, 20 plus, however long they've been together, since that moment have been inseparable. That is immediately what I thought of. And please go listen to the real story because I fucked it up. But <laughs> Nah, I definitely will. I definitely check it out because I do believe crazy. in that. You got to go yeah. see about that nigga. Asked her what she did. Shout out to her. She definitely pulled up. Shout out to she definitely pulled up. Without question. Um, um, I think it's your scene. Yeah. Mine is dinner with Lacey's boss. This is after Sylvie. She's gotten a job now. Uh, she's working. And they are well Producer assistant. Producer's assistant, you know. NTV, her dream. They're well-to-do Black folks. And so here you are. We find out that you're a diversity hire, basically, for this major project at your company. And even though Sylvie also comes from this establishment, she is so unmoved and not unmoved, but irritated by the whole ordeal and the Mm -hmm. fact that Lacey just doesn't care we really see the schisms in their relationship, in their personalities. Mm-hmm. Like, what's important to me, aside from me working and having a career, this and the third, is not important to you. How people treat me, how people see me, that matters. And for Lacey, mm-hmm. it's like, fuck it, we ball. Here's more money. Here's this. I don't care. And people who have those differences usually don't work out because. It's just a intrinsic conflict of interest. Like we're gonna butt heads because after a while, I'm gonna start thinking you a bozo, and you know I can't love you and think of you like that. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. So. Yeah, you funny. You moving funny style. 
Um, I'm sure you've seen John Boyega, John Boyega's clip when he was on The mm -hmm. Breakfast Club once, mm -hmm. just talking about the importance of him, why he needs to be with a black woman. Um, and just so. the, I'll send it to you. Um, okay. I'll definitely send it to you. And if for anybody out there listening, um, look it up. John Boyega, Breakfast Club, Black Woman, I'm sure it'll come right up. But it's just such a real moment. And his passion and love for black women speaks out. Mm -hmm. um, but it really boils down to I need, I need that. Like there's we say it all the time. There's nothing like somebody that gets you. Baby, Baby I get I you. Get like, you. I, I can't be walking out in this world every day and then coming home to somebody who just doesn't understand what I went. Mm -hmm. Like if I went through a certain struggle, I need you to understand that. And that's different with mm -hmm. that type of partner. Now he said it in the sense of black women. But you can also say it in the sense of just, just the people that are for you. Yeah. Um, and I thought about that whole clip when I thought about this whole Lacey moment, because it's not about the fact that um, you're going to be their token for mm -hmm. this thing. And you cool with being a token. It's just yeah. that you don't have any kind of there's not even any kind of conversation like I recognize that this is what it is. But this is why I'm going mm -hmm. through with it for this that, and the third. At least be aware of it. You really right. brushing it off on some like, oh, it's cool. And. Mm -hmm. As you said, you're moving like a bozo now. Like, I can't even yeah. trust you because I never would have imagined. It's one thing to know that it happens, and it's another mm -hmm. thing to never realize. I, I'm sure Sylvia was like, I never thought I'd be that wife. That part. Mm -hmm. of, a, of, a, of a clown nigga that is cool tap dancing for certain shit. Yeah, for sure. Now, you can have the conversation about capital and getting money to change your life and blah, blah, blah. Like, sure, that's a whole other conversation for another day. But there's also something that's there's something to be said about two people on the same page that knows exactly what's going on mm -hmm. and they choose together how to go about it. Right. Because she went about things with her wife the, a whole different way mm -hmm. than he went about things about way with Mr. Whoever his name was. Yeah. So that's tricky. And those are the, those are the cracks in the foundation where you like, eh, I'm yep. already, you ain't got oh, enough ground mm -hmm. to be making these type of errors because I already don't fuck with you like that. Yeah. Um, what I have is kind of like a montage. So you can kind of jump in and out if you like to. Okay. Um, okay. Because like I said, it's it's the self-love part of this film. Yeah. Where it's not necessarily one scene, but it's multiple moments where we just see Sylvie become a different person. She's not mm -hmm. that um that meek girl at the record stop shop watching television. She's really out here chasing her dreams and defying all odds. So first and foremost always warms my heart black women looking out for black women for sure um we see that the producer uh kate kate spencer mm -hmm. is getting engaged and she won't be working there anymore and put in the good word like i came in from notice because you know you 1962 you know what it is or 1963 yeah. i think it was Ooh, new year at that point. before so, we get there let me pause you um sylvie getting caught going to Ooh. the second concert before we get there. Before okay. we get there. Because, again, this is after the dinner scene. This is after Sylvie comes back to the hotel. She's actively choosing to engage in an affair with the love of her life outside of her husband, you know, who's not. He's just a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that she's with, you know. And so her... You already working when he doesn't want you to, and you're working late, which he hates. All of this stuff, and he's making plans because Lacey really, he really loves Sylvie 
maybe not the way that she deserve and desire to be loved, but the way that he loves, the way that was within his bandwidth to show love, this and the third, you know? So Sylvie lies and says, you know, I have to work late. Full, knowing full well, she's going to Robert's concert. He done concierge a ticket to her job. Like, I'm going to see my nigga. Fuck what you talking mm. about. <laughs> and Kate asked. <laughs> Fucking up the baker's bread. Trying to call on a sister because I need help. So I'm going to call my right hand. Not knowing. And this is a thing. I know people don't want to involve others in their bullshit. But sometimes you have to know. You got to make certain calls. So certain, so certain calls don't get made. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I love the most about that, right? What? It's very specific to the times. That 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 can never happen anymore. Mm -hmm. That movie was set in present day. We can't get a scene like that. She just because she just hit her cell phone up. Right. Like right. The, the fact that back in the day, nigga, you had no idea when you was getting a call, who called, all types of shit. And she, Crazy. when she, when we saw it, and when I saw it, I was just like, oh shit, here we go. But pause. You call me at home. You mean you want me to get up and come all the way back to work right. <laughs> to do what the fuck you need? Like, come on now. So she spills the beans, you know, when Lacey figures out. Because he know the concert been advertised all week. All over the radio. Like, I all ain't over the radio. And I guess that reaction is only because she saw her with... Sylvie saw Robert with Connie even mm -hmm. though it wasn't what she thought it was. Mm -hmm. um, but I think she felt a little bit dumb. For sure. Well, here I am chasing this nigga now. All right, so let me pour everything I can into Lacey mm -hmm. and try to mm -hmm. make this thing work because I know I've been bullshitting. And there's a sense of defeat there with Lacey because he knows, like, I can't do anything about this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. except for hope that you choose me. He, What did he say? He said, I still, I still married you. And she, I like how she cut him off though. Before you get into a diatribe about what you did for me, mm -hmm. I know. I could have had any woman in Harlem, but I chose you. I know. I know. Don't even leave it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that was I, I love that part too. I love that yeah. part too, Rachel. Okay, um, let's get into the montage. So yeah, so like I said, black women looking out for black women. So we getting that producer mm -hmm. job, following her dream, and. We go to her dad passing mm -hmm. and her working during her father's wake. And Kendrick Lamar has a song on his last album called uh, Father Time. And he just made it. He was a lyric about, you know, as, you know, my dad's mom died. I asked him why you go back to work so soon. Like, and it's just that mentality that you have to have when you are a black woman mm -hmm. breaking barriers. I don't have the luxury of saying I need some time off. Mm hmm. Like it's gonna be a detriment to everybody else, to myself and everybody else who's trying to come up after me if the show doesn't go on because I yeah. can't handle it for X amount or for whatever reason. Um, I just don't get that benefit. So her working and being unapologetic about it, saying, you know, Lacey comes in that room and he says, you know, what will people think? I really don't care what people think. I'm past that point. Okay. And until you've reached that point in your own life, you don't know what that means. Like, I really don't care. Like, I really don't care. Like, and yeah. you, I felt it in Sylvie when she said it. I knew that she didn't care. Mm -hmm. um, I don't care anything. I don't care about nothing you're talking about right now, Lacey. I got a job to do. My dad just died, bro. 
I'm just trying to find my way to push through it. And that whole speech, that whole monologue that she gives was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Okay. I've tried to be the woman that you want me to be, but it's exhausting. Mm. Like, hold on, man. I've tried to be the woman that you want me to be, but it's exhausting. Yeah. I fucked up. I got caught. I was cheating on you. I was doing this, that, and the third. You know what? I made a conscious decision to choose you and mm -hmm. go on with this life. And I've mm -hmm. been trying. And I've been trying. And I've been yeah. trying. And you know what? That shit ain't me. That shit ain't me. Squeeze. Juice is not worth the squeeze. I can't be the woman of your dreams while also trying to be the woman of my own. Mm -hmm. She's mm -hmm. spitting bars. Yeah. I can't do both, my nigga. I told y'all mm -hmm. this starts mm -hmm. with self-love. Until I learn how to love myself properly and get my own routine and schedule and do my own thing, I can't be anything for you. Mm. And I really felt for Lacey in that moment, but I also cheered for Sylvie because she that's what you, she chose herself. Yeah, <laughs> she chose herself. She chose herself. <clears throat> His response was, you know, I never, I never wanted you to be the woman of, I never wanted you to be the woman of my dreams. I wanted to be the man of yours, mm. but we both know that position's already been filled. Bruh. And that's gotta be rough because um, I know I talk about never wanting to settle. What I really never want to be is, is Lacey. Mm. I never want to be the nigga where I know I ain't your nigga like that. Um, for all of those who are, you know, my movie fans, Casino, mm. Sam Rothstein convincing Ginger, you know, you don't have to love me. You know, that comes with time. You know, you learn to trust me. Then maybe you learn to love me, convincing that woman to marry him, knowing, you know, I'm not uh, Lester Diamond. Yeah. I'm not your nigga like that, but I got everything you want and I want you. And maybe over time I can convince you. There's nothing worse than that because niggas can be delusional sometimes. And can, and, all right, man, you know what? I can convince this woman that I'm the nigga for her. And it don't work like that. Yeah. And just that pain of knowing, like, I don't want to do hell now. Nah, fuck that. You could convince me, but my mind going to change again. Yeah. I ain't resolute. Yeah. There's some other shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was pretty much like just a lot of things in one scene. I know it wasn't a montage per se, um, but that whole moment because I think that was the defining moment of Sylvie in this film. Just knowing, sure. like, look, man, For I'm sure. fed up with all of this shit. I'm trying to be somebody that I ain't, and I can't do it no more. Okay, so mine is not quite a backtrack, but just with making a note, is Mr. J calling Bobby or Robert and telling him that Michelle is his daughter. Mm -hmm. New Year's at the party. That's what killed the nigga. Like, <laughs> come on now. Nah. Um, <laughs> so there's that. And so my scene is actually Robert pulling up on Sylvie after finding out about the truth of Michelle. Mm -hmm. Just because here we are again. You know, I heard you and Lacey split up. Is she mine? And Sylvie having, she's grown now, you know? Having to face the reality of keeping that secret from him, the reason she didn't go to Paris, the reason she couldn't leave after that first night after the Nancy Wilson concert, nigga, you could have brought my baby with you. <laughs> like yeah. having to sit with in that moment the honesty and the consequences, dare I say, 
of her decisions and not being her own person at the time to be able to be resolute in her decision making and to do what it is that she wants to do what's best for her versus what everybody else, her family fiance what they want her to do just so I love that because I love a good reconnection because again they seen each other but they hadn't been like that like that up until this point you know um yeah she went to that show but to your point she seen Connie mm, you still fucking with this bitch you know and now I got mm -hmm. to go back and deal with this and then I'm trying to make this work I'm trying to do all of that and I just say, hey, I ain't got it. I ain't got it. And here we are on my doorstep. I, and we back. I, I ain't going to hold you, Rachel. We don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but I don't think that was, I don't think a big enough deal was made about that. Like, come on, man. I agree. I got a whole ass, I got a whole ass human being with my face. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea about it. And not, I don't even know why you didn't want to tell me this. Like I, did, I, I, I'm glad that the movie didn't get into it. That that mm -hmm. scene was enough. Mm -hmm. Um, but in real life, come on, man, you gotta, oh, you gotta come on, man. We you gotta do better than that because there's no way you keep my child from me for that long. I'm hot. What was shocking to me is when she showed him the picture. There was nothing that was familiar about right. Michelle to him. Um, not even a question. And you would have to consider how old she is. I told you she three at the time or however long he had been gone. Like this time, are you so lost in the aura of my love that you're not doing math in your head with this little child? You know, the timelines ain't messing up. And it reminded me of, the photograph, which we referenced again last week, where Christina brought uh, May down. She's like four or five. And Isaac, he doesn't ask, but you mm -hmm. see him doing the math, you know? And so mm -hmm. that was probably, that was really just shocking to me that Robert never did the math. I, I thought about that, Rachel. And the only thing that I came up with was in his brain, there was no way she would keep that from him. Yeah. I think that he yeah. convinced himself, like, there's no way the love that we share, there's no way she would tell, she would not tell me that I have a child. Mm. Like, and I, that's the only thing that I can convince myself of to be real, to kind of give it a pass. Yeah. Because there are situations where certain people just hold a certain status in your life where mm. You just wouldn't think like there's no way this person would do that to me. Yeah. Um, you did that to me. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but, however, to your point, I'm personally the type of nigga that cross your T's, dot your eyes, man. Very observant. And I'm going to ask some questions. Know. Hmm. I'm asking questions. And you could kindly be like, okay, Lacey came back from wherever he was. Y'all immediately got married, got pregnant on. The wedding night, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. But I still in my mind, I never been a baby daddy. <laughs> we'll be doing the math. Yeah. Um, I agree with you 100 percent Going into that whole scene, and I, this goes into my last couple of scenes, mm -hmm. but him meeting Michelle, 
pushing yeah. her on the swing. Um, and just that moment. And I I don't know how to properly put this into words, but when you look at the, when you're surrounded by love and the people that you care about the most, mm-hmm. and there's that moment when they're at that restaurant, the Chinese restaurant, because they have the chopsticks. And he just tells her, I just want to take care of you and Michelle. Mm. Just watch that scene. Whatever I'm about to say next isn't going to put it, you know, it's it's not going to come off the way it should. But when you reach a point where my purpose on this earth is to make sure y'all are good. If Bill Street could talk, had a moment like that as well. Like I'm here to make sure, like I'm here for you. Yeah. Um, and he kind of had a similar moment. Like I just, it had been on his mind. They weren't even talking about it, but I just want to take care of y'all. Mm-hmm. Like I love y'all that much. It was just beautiful. Um, and that's what life is when it comes to love. It's about letting go of yourself and being able to sacrifice things for other people. Yeah. And that was just a beautiful moment in the film. Um, and obviously we get into everything else as far as um, him going to Detroit. And I don't know if you want to talk about it now, because that's some things that bother me. <laughs> what, him getting a Barnell Hill treatment? Rachel, on everything I love. <laughs> hold on, man. On everything I love. Can I make this bigger? Hold this bitch up to the screen. That should say Varnell Hill. <laughs> Pulling. What? <laughs> Big Tank pulling a Varnell Hill. <laughs> I told y'all me and Rachel be on the same page. <laughs> that nigga Big Tank, every time I see you, I'm beating your ass. Come bruh. on. If Come you didn't on. even, and I, I guess it's this is best scene slash things that bother me. When I finally get to Detroit, you look at me stupid while you're getting orders barked at you about laundry and you tell me, you know, everybody in Detroit know I'm full of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted to make myself look good. You could have done that and not volunteer the job. for That part. That's what makes it even more frustrating. That you could have came and said, I'm this and I'm that. I work with Barry, I'm Barry's right hand, whatever the case mm-hmm. is. Talk your shit, my nigga. You know, if you ever need anything, leaning in, telling them shit, since we go back, I can get you a deal. bro. and I called you and talked to you on the phone, and I show up. Come on. And now you act like I'm stupid for showing up, bro. Come on, man. Every time I see you, nigga, you catching hands. Every single time we meet. Every single time. I'm whooping your ass, bro. Like, don't play with me like that. Like, no, man. Don't offer me jobs you're not capable of getting me. Don't do that. This is Hollywood talk, that Varnell Hill shit. None of that, bro. I mm-hmm. promise you. I left my family for this. Like, yeah, nigga, I could wring your neck right now. And a mouth to feed. And him looking like, what you talking about, man? Like, stop like, joking. Like, I'm here. Like, he yeah. picked tank was on. So I'm like, bro, I can't believe you showed up. That part. Everybody know I'll be talking shit. It was crazy. It also, in addition to the Varnell Hill, it reminded me of Carlton's Princeton interview on Fresh Prince. It was like, he gave <laughs> me the wink. And the gun. <laughs> it was exactly, exactly, exactly that. Uh, I I just can't believe. I don't know. I, I don't think they do people like that. It's just weird, man. It's very weird old behavior. I always got to remember, like, not everybody's cut from the same cloth. Like, For not sure. everybody real niggas. 
Um, but what do you feel about this is my final question because it kind of wraps up the movie. And if you have other scenes, feel free. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you feel about Robert sacrificing his family to let Sylvie do what she loves and continue on with her dream? Like, because that's also another thing that bothers me. And the reason why it bothers me is if you're going to end up working at a plant, like if you're going to give up music and work at a plant, work at a plant in New York. Like, I don't like. Okay. I get it. I get it. But I don't get it. There was an element of shame here because Mm -hmm. I've been gone. I finally got you back in my life. I asked you about moving. I asked you to move with me once I get situated. You agree to uproot your life and our child's. I go and find out that it's some bullshit. And now I have to come to you till tucked between my legs. When already I've outsourced this call because the money has already dried up. Sylvie has already started taking care of you like i can handle things i take care of the bill she's been living on her own like mm-hmm. i got it she's willing to hold it down but robert doesn't want that and i would rather leave than to feel less than and we talked about the male ego <laughs> or whatever one of these episodes last but, week yeah yeah last week um that's all that that is. I'll sacrifice. I'll leave. I'll go and be lonely and destitute and heartbroken. Because I don't want to come back to you with nothing. I don't want to come back to you defeated. I'm already disappointed my music career didn't pan out. What I left you for in the first place to pursue music. I keep leaving you for this and it's not working. I, In his mind, he probably thought he was sparing her. Yes, I'm hurting you, but in the long run, I'm low-key can't get right, and I'm going to let you go. I'm going to protect you in this capacity, no matter how much it hurts me. Absolutely. He definitely thought he was sparing her the same way she thought he she was sparing, sparing him with the kids. Exactly. exactly. And the only thing I'll say about going to Detroit in the 60s, this is when, you know, GM yeah. is up and rolling. So, yeah, you're going to get that factory job. 1960s Detroit is where you want it. You might not want to be in whatever sweatshops. That's fair. Like, but that's fair. That's very fair. Money. Absolutely. Yeah, because even if you can't do music, you can always get a good job. GM, Ford, wherever the case Ford, is. Ford, all of that. Yeah. That's a very good point. Um, do you have any other scenes? Obviously, we Her get to showing the end. up, figuring out everything, you know. Oh, Come see about me. What I say last week, man. I told you last week, man. These women, man, they's pulling up on these niggas. I'm telling you, they pulling up. I can't put this in that same. I can't put this in that same category because this was a very mutual thing. Um, For sure, circumstances change. She's the one that told him to stay back, and he respected her, loved her enough to respect that, mm-hmm. and all of that. But it was beautiful to see um, that even throughout different periods of life because i've always said this um and it doesn't have to do with just your romantic relationships the hardest thing to do is to grow with any relationship that you have mm-hmm. whether it be friendships when you hit these different stages in life you do inventory you do an audit 
and you kind of check off the the box of does this person does this thing still mm-hmm. serve me? Is it something I want to take into my next chapter? Mm-hmm. Um, and as you continue to grow, not everything goes with you. Um, and the difficult part is there are things that you want to bring with you and people you want to bring with you that you okay. trying to fit that you're trying to fit that square in the to the round hole. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, nah, man, this person's supposed to be with me. That's part of my journey, and they're not anymore. Um, and not being able being able to figure out how to continue growing with a person is very difficult. But this film shows us that if it's real and it's true, mm-hmm. like none of that matters. The geography, the distance, the time. Yeah. They ain't going five years in that first night as soon no as contact. I see you. I'm pulling up to your hotel. Like we she was she told him when she was engaged that what, what happened last night was a mistake. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't happen again. No hesitation that second time. Like, nigga, no. I've lived all this time without you. I've realized how rare that was. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking, I'm not missing out on this opportunity again. So yeah. I just love the fact that it gives you a hope and chance for true love uh, to let you know that it exists, to let you know what feelings you should be looking for. Um, and to fight for it, man, to go for it. Because like I said, there were some complex conversations. Um, morally, is what Sylvie did wrong. You can have that convo. But who who's going to root against true love? Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, everybody understands. I get it. Right, right. I get it. So I just love the fact that they made this film, going back to what Tessa Thompson said, um, never thinking that she'd be able to star in a film like this because these stories aren't told with us in them. Um, the fact that we were able to get this made or they were able to get this made and we're able to live with it forever. We mm-hmm. had that classic Renal conversation. Um, maybe it's not there today, but I guarantee if we were to revisit this in some years, uh, it's going to be a classic film because everything For holds sure. up and it's a beautiful story, just an For overall sure. beautiful story. Um, Rachel, do you have any best quotes? So we've said quite a few of them, um, but maybe mm, I was trying to avoid saying the ones that we did say, but you know, the lighter the roast, the stronger the coffee. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> You don't have to keep reminding me you're engaged. It's actually the least interesting thing about you. Bars. Mm-hmm. Bars. I couldn't tell your husband was a Negro. He has such good diction. That was the boss's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I can't be the woman of your dreams while also trying to be the woman of my own. And what if I can't be happy unless you're happy? And she goes, you know, what? Okay, I can't be happy unless you're a part of it. Talking about my life. So mm-hmm. I just love that. All of that. Um, that. That quote reminds me of my favorite episode of Insecure. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. It's definitely top three. Yeah. Um, Loki Happy, season four. Um, there's that moment when Lawrence and Issa are ending the night and just having a conversation in Lawrence's apartment. And Lawrence says, I know tonight made me happy. And Issa said, you make me happy. Um, just that. Yeah, man, there's just nothing like that. There's nothing like mm-hmm. that feeling. The only quote that I'm going to say that we haven't said already is life's too short to waste time with things you don't absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a bar. Scene stealing. Asia Naomi King. Asia Naomi King. She's a scene stealer for me. Yeah. Absolutely. That's Mona. She's a scene stealer. We didn't really talk too much about the relationship, but 
everybody should have or needs that person that you can tell anything to. Yeah. Like, you know, no all judgment. Sisters, you know, we, yeah, we, you know, uh, Rachel and myself have a relationship like that. I can call mm -hmm. Rachel about anything and just kind of um, release and just kind of let it out. And I know For that sure. it's in a safe space. Um, school and myself, we always joke about, you know, if anything, if we're ever to fall out for real, nigga, we know where too many bodies are. We just know too much about each other. There's too, yeah. there's always that beauty in that relationship. And Mona did it in such a comfortable manner. And always, like, she was her confidence in a sense. And we see her on her own thing. I think Tessa Thompson talked about she misses, there was a conversation about missing characters. Mm -hmm. um, and she was talking about how her family, her, her younger sister told her, like, I miss the character of Sylvie. Because mm -hmm. I guess she's a method actor. Okay. Um, so she, when she plays these roles, she's in these characters. And she said it was the first time her sister said that to her. Like, mm -hmm. about any character she played. Like, I miss Sylvie. Like, I miss that character. Um, and Tessa went to say, like, I miss Mona. Like, I would love to see a Mona movie. Like, a spinoff with Mona or something. Um, mm -hmm. Where we just we got just enough but not enough. And that's how I felt about Mona. So she's definitely my scene stealer. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Things that bother you. Just Sylvie not telling Robert that was his damn baby. And then again, Big Tank with the Varnell Hill shit. Like, I want to fight you. Yeah, Big Tank That's with it. the Varnell. Fight you, man. Uh, every time I see you. Not just once, nigga. Every time. Because that's some bullshit. You ain't have to do it. You didn't have to. You can make yourself look good without volunteering a job. Yeah. Um, Come see about me. Hold on. Can we pause? Also, I just want to shout out Eva Longoria. She did her thing in this movie, too. Oh, yeah, she did. She did. Well, shout out to her. She wasn't my scene stealer, but shout out to her. Um, what you just asked me? Come see about me. Yeah, come see about me. Whole movie. <laughs> I'm yeah. on some pull up on me type stuff. Yeah. Um, two moments, the whole movie, really. Two moments I specifically wrote down. Played the sax outside of her window. Love that. Didn't care who hurt. I don't care if your mama here. Nobody. I've been trying to get a hold of you. Your mama hanging up on me. Now nah, I'm coming to see about you. Yeah. Old school, play the sax outside of your window shit. I love then, that. Um, um, when he heard that Sylvia and Lacey split up when he's at the pool hall. That <laughs> nigga next scene pulled up to her crib. Pulled up to the crib. Yeah, I heard you don't live here with that nigga no more. What's up? <laughs> Come see about me, man. I love any that. actors, any actors from The Wire, absolutely. The, the late, great Lance Reddick, yeah. um, who plays Cedric Daniels on The Wire. Um, he obviously was Mr. J in this film. We talked about the soundtrack and the score. Really doesn't get yeah. much better than this. Phenomenal. Uh, wouldn't let that happen to me moment. I don't think there's anything that you can prevent really. or avoid. Yeah, it just is what it is. Trivia. The only real thing was Namdi Asamoah learned how to play the saxophone for this film. He said a pet peeve of his was watching um, watching films where there's musicians and they don't know how to play and it's obvious mm -hmm. on screen. He wanted to invest in the role and really kind of dive into it. Um, so he learned how to play the saxophone. So that's really all I have for that. And now, Rachel, uh, we get to the end of the episode where we rate the film. Before we do, do you have any final thoughts about the film or did we get it all out? We got it all out primarily. Uh -huh. I have a question for you. Yes, what's up? What's your favorite song for this moment? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it. Um, Rachel and Kyra, and I'm gonna say DMX. How's it going down? 
Okay. Not okay. the answer that fits a movie like this, but um, that's me and Rachel shit. And yeah. even though it has, it's a it's a it's a hood ass love story. Um, and there are certain moments where we 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 quoted it on multiple episodes, man. Left it, let it go. When it came back, that's how strong it was. And you but see you that throughout this whole film. <laughs> but you belong to Cuz. Could belong to me. Like it's you just. Hear about this nigga I, I, I just I yeah I, I love that song and well, since you put me on the spot, that's what I'm picking. What's yours? I love that. So okay, if I'm going hood love songs, Happy Valentine's Day, Mary J and Method Man, you're all I need to get by. Uh, but if I'm just choosing, it's uh, IJS by uh, Asian mm. Asian. Check that yeah. out. Yeah. Okay then. Yeah. We know you're the R and B lover girl anyway, so you got all the Big all step. the suggestions. Yeah, man. They said they want a culture garden playlist from you. Oh Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now we get to the end of the episode where we rate the film too high, too low, just right. Rachel, yeah. similar to last week's Beyond the Lights episode, this film is rated a six point eight out of ten. Too low. Eight one. Here's the quote. I'm going seven seven. Okay. Okay. I was um, almost at a seven nine, but I I let my yeah. love for it push me over. No, nah, I get it. Like I said, this is one where I guarantee you, if we come back and take a look at this film in 2027 or whatever the case is, that's it's going to reach the eight category. Mm -hmm. um, not a ton of films have gone eight or above. Nine and above are damn near rare yeah. um, for the Culture Garden. So it's it's up there. It's it's incredible love story. A love story indeed. Not a rom-com. An actual love story. Romance. Yeah. Um, anytime you look at a film and you want it to be your life or you want to experience that same type of love. Um, maybe not be your life. That's a little bit strong. <laughs> but you want to experience that same type of love with someone. I think yeah. that says everything that needs to be said. So um, episode two of Romance Month 2024 in the books. Um, like I said, please remember to check out our link tree in the episode description. Find more content from us. We got y'all television podcast. School's Goody Pleasures. We'll be back next week with another romance movie. Um, this is going to be a little bit lighter, um, but still going to be a fun conversation nonetheless. Rachel, I love you. I love you. All the all the listeners out there, we appreciate y'all for running or for rocking with us. We love you as well. Y'all be cool. How y'all be cool? Peace out, my black yeah. kings and queens. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else, too. I love you all. Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>